it's Rose. Hello, Barbara here. Thought we should say our names once again, just in case there should be any new listeners. I thought about that recently, that we give our email addresses towards the end, but don't introduce ourselves anymore. We kind of got out of the habit of that. Yeah. So this is us. And this week, we have our third guest. People are actually talking to us now. (laughs) Finally. (laughs) People often talk to us. We just can't get it recorded so there's evidence of people talking to us. Right. And sometimes they don't want people to know (laughs) they're talking to us. (laughs) Yes. Right. Tammy, we talked about her a couple weeks ago, um, and we kind of took her hostage in her yard. (laughs) (laughs) She was gracious enough to let us hang around in her yard. (laughs) Today you will get to meet her, and I love this woman so much. So I hope you enjoy hearing her too. Because I guarantee you're going to hear her again. So I really hope so as well. Yeah, she is funny. She had the range of emotion in this woman is dynamic, but first of all, compassionate. Um, so take a listen. And we'll talk to you again at the end. Hello. Oh, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Oh, it is our pleasure. We have begged for guests. I think people are sort of afraid to share. So thank you for not being afraid to share and rolling with us. And thank you for oh. allow, allowing strangers to walk into your yard and just start talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we have we have a lot of that. So, yeah, so I'm used to it. So <laughs> now, have you struck up friendships with these other strangers that walked into your yard? I'm not feeling so special at the moment. <laughs> Uh, well, I haven't invited any of them to stay with me yet, like I have you all. Oh, so, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so we're we're a little further in our relationship than I am with anybody else. So, okay. Okay. I feel special again. Thank you. <laughs> we're at second base. <laughs> have you heard about me? I am kind of fast. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm cheap, but I'm not easy. That's a good one. She's going to keep me on my toes. She is. I love that. <laughs> we talked about so many things about you at your house when we were there. You're an artist. You're funny. You've been through the ringer. You've been to many places. So just tell us, who is Tammy? Um, I refer to myself as a, uh, a functioning hot mess. Um, I definitely feel like that I am a survivor. So Mm -hmm. I've, you know, I've been through a lot of stuff. A lot of people know, even like the last three years that doesn't count. I mean, Job's got nothing on me. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm way past the 40 years Mm. of Job of, of the suffering. So, but the last three years have really been, but, you know, I grew up, I'm a country girl. I'm the youngest of eight children. Uh, I bet you have stories just on that. Yeah, but I'm technically an only child. So there's some Jerry Springer stuff in there. I'm the only child that my mom and dad had together. So it was his kids, her kids, and I'm theirs together. Mm. So you can ask any of us and you'll get a different number of how many brothers and sisters there are. But there's me and I have seven half brothers and sisters. Uh, I've had four of them pass away. Mm. Yeah, so there are only four left. 
And, you know, we live in this small little town. I think population is maybe 450 full-time residents here. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I came here, I'm truly country girl, grew up on the river. We moved into this place, which was my grandfather's grocery store. Half of it was house, half of it was grocery store. His name was Barefoot Jerry. He was a fiddle player. And he was kind of legendary. We had um, some cabins beside us and it was long before I was born, but Charlie Daniels stayed in the cabins. He wandered over to the store here, met grandpa, played fiddle together here, you know, in my house. And so he mentions my grandpa in one of his songs, South's Gonna Rise Again. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another Smoky Mountain memory song that is the entire song is written about by grandpa. Aww. So we move in here and we're remodeling and everything. And uh, we had we had running water, but no indoor plumbing. Mm-hmm. So I grew up with an outhouse and not the novelty kind like grandma had, like the one, this is what you used. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then we progressed <laughs> to get one of the, the indoor ones to use, but you still carried the pot outside and, uh, you know, clothes line out front, our underwear hanging on it, you know, <laughs> kids on the bus just were brutal. You know, oh, I mean, yeah. anybody when they go by, they see your underwear hanging on the clothesline. It's not going to be a good day. You know, just grew up in a small little town like that. I moved to Knoxville in 1990 when I got married. Uh, and was away until, let's see, 2018, uh, my dad, 2017, my dad passed away. Mm-hmm. And so I came back to the house here and uh, my mom gave me the house. It was more than what she could do. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's it's always a work in progress. I mean, it's, it's a constant, whether you're battling the bear, you know, whether I have a giant lizard and a bat in the house that I'm fighting I mean it's it's always something you know and then the river floods all the time and you know takes everything away and when I came back I came back after I lost my son I lost my son in 2019 Mm. and this place was truly it's healing and a lot of people tell you it's just it just heals your soul and I don't know that you ever really heal from losing a child but it definitely helped mm-hmm. you know well, can, it definitely yeah brought a lot of peace well I can tell you when we were down there I had told Rose that I said this I think this is where I'm going to end up there's definitely something yeah. special down there for sure and you can feel it yeah yeah there is and I mean I mean the neighbors it's we, we have a place in Knoxville. We live in condos and I know the girl's name beside me, but other than that, I drive in and they won't, no one even waves. I don't know anyone's name. If I was on fire, I wouldn't even know anybody yell for her to put me out. Oh, no. Up here, I'm not even pulled in my driveway and we've stopped and talked to three people. I mean, it is just truly a special community where everybody takes care of each other, you know, and it's just, it's just a neat place. Well, make sure you say hi to Larry and Linda for us because they we like them too. <laughs> I will, yes. Yeah, they, they, See, the they didn't know I was here working one day and apparently the bear was in my front yard. Oh. And they, yeah, Larry and Linda told me about him. So, yeah, I mean, so far he's, he's a friendly bear. So he's, he's not aggressive. I mean, 
he knows he knows how to get into certain houses and get into the ice cream and in the freezer and stuff but you know he's not been aggressive toward anybody so that's good <laughs> you know they were there first I guess so I just gotta deal, exactly. with, gotta deal with what you deal with <laughs> exactly exactly but when I came here I had a wall um the the wall down there is actually the foundation of a little house. There used to be a little center block house down there that my uncle JC lived in. Oh. And it had a couple of electrical outlets in it. Uh, he lived there. He bathed in the river. And then he would come to our house to use the bathroom. But he made the best fried chicken in the world in just an electric skillet. Mm-hmm. And to this day, that's my favorite food. And I would always go down there and he would, he would, uh, Make chicken for me, pop a glass eye out just to freak me out. <laughs> you know, but I mean, he was he was a character. And then, you know, after that was torn down, that little wall was left there. And, you know, I was painting one day and somebody said, well, why don't you just paint something fun on it? And the more I thought about it, I was like, well, how cool, you know, and then it just kept growing and growing into something else. And people started taking pictures of it and. I mean, I found it was, it was cheap therapy because apparently punching people in the face is frowned upon. So lawyer fees are more expensive than counselors too. So. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 And that was a lot of the things, you know, when I lost my son, people would say the stupidest things. And so that was one of my biggest things that I would just be like, I'm just going to punch you in the baby maker if you're not quiet. Mm-hmm. And so I just found things to kind of help you know, keep me calm and then I could focus on and, you know, and so painting my little wall was one of them. Mm-hmm. So, and I know that you were, had a blog maybe before. Tell us about your blog. Yes. My blog, uh, is handed a lemon or picked a lemon. And it was about kind of overcoming some things in life and, learning to identify if you're going through hard times, did you really have something to do with that? Did you really have any choice in it? Or was it truly something that was just handed to you? It's like, uh, I was, I was married before to someone that was an addict Mm -hmm. and I had the red flags and I ignored them. Nobody forced me to do it. You know, so that couple of years of just hell that I went through ultimately, you know, i kind of brought that on myself and so I just had to learn to identify what made me do that you know what was missing in me that I I didn't think better of myself and think I deserve more you know and then stuff like you know losing my son of course that's not something I brought on myself but it's just learning you know that that I think being a do you want to be a victim or you want to be a victor which one you want to be you know and you can't continue to make bad decisions and then say poor pitiful me when you get the same result so so it was it was a lot of stories about that uh with humor in it Mm -hmm. you know I I probably tell too much about some of the shenanigans that I get into but that's a lot of what what the blog was about Mm -hmm. do you think that you'll continue the blog I would love to. I go in, I go in bouts of it. Uh, I will tell you this. I am, I told my husband the other night, I said, I will admit I am a 90 percenter. 
I just go all out for about 90% and then I fizzle out that last 10%. And I'll, I'll write for a while and then I kind of lose my mojo and then I'll go back and I'll write again. And I don't write unless I think it's something that's great. I don't write just to put a post out there. Mm-hmm. Unless it's something I think somebody's going to really like, then I won't write about it. We're kind of struggling with that, not so much with writing, but trying to come up with worthwhile content, not just content. Yeah. 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 Not just filling space, just something that that's quality. And, you know, it, and it's really been a struggle, you know, because I do have, I do deal with things with humor and trying to get back to that place since I lost my son. It really is a struggle because I catch myself, you know, laughing and everything. And then it's kind of like this little inner voice. It's like, you're not supposed to be happy again. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no way you can be happy with the things you've gone through, because in addition to my son, I lost seven people in three years. That's a lot. Seven people close to me in three years. And it's like, you're not supposed to be happy. You know, how in the world or it was somehow like it would diminish what I had been through, you know, or something. And so I'm having to really learn that, you know, it's okay for me to be happy. It's okay for me to smile and laugh. And nobody's going to ever think that it really wasn't that bad or, you know, whatever, think, oh, well, it really, you know, it just rolled off her back. But, uh, well, your pain is not going to correct any of those or bring anyone back either. This is your shot at life and you just have to make it the best you possibly can. Yeah. 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 And I try to use it that hopefully people will see, cause I'm very open about what I've been through, uh, for two reasons. One, you know, I believe in prayer and I believe in more people that can be praying. And two, I truly believe that God has put me through these things to give me a louder voice for people to see that, you know what, look what all she went through and, and she's still standing. Mm-hmm. You didn't you know she, she's still standing and, and she made it through. And so I know I have to make it through this and I'll be a different person. I'll never be the person I was before, but I'll be a different person. But, you know, I need to let people know that you can go through stuff and you can still make it through to the other side and be okay. Mm-hmm. I had heard something recently about loss and, you know, you don't ever forget, uh, you don't ever forget the person you can think about them daily, but at some point you think about them and they're happy thoughts instead of sad thoughts. So you can still have those thoughts every day, but at some point they're not going to make you so sad anymore. Yeah. So I found some solace in that, you know, I don't, I'm not getting over that kind of loss right now, but just the fact that, yeah, you can still think about a situation or a person and, you know, it's not a sad memory anymore. It's just a memory and it makes you smile and you can move along. Yeah. Well, I wanted to, I wanted to share a little bit about my son. His name was Evan. He had the same kind of personality I did. I actually adopted him when I was 19. So we kind of grew up together. So there was just, you know, he, let's see, he would be 34 this year. And so we kind of grew up together and, um, you know, years later, uh, he ended up being an addict and, but we had a, we knew he was dying and we had lots and lots and lots of discussions. And he would say, mama, don't let my story in with the grave. 
one of the biggest things that I would want people to know is when you see some of these people, everybody has a story, you know, everybody is somebody's son, you know, they could be a brother, a best friend, a dad, you know, my son had three little girls and I can look back through his life and there were things that happened that it almost makes me go, there is no way that he wouldn't have ended up being an addict, you know, that he was trying to escape some things in his mind and trying to self-medicate, you know, so he ended up being an addict and he was in prison. He was in prison for almost 11 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. He had probably two years left where he was going to get out and uh, he got MRSA in his hand in prison and he had genetically a compromised heart uh, his his father and his grandfather had it uh, and so MRSA will attack the weakest part of your body so mm-hmm. it attacked his heart and in August 2017 it's back up say June I lost my little dog I'd had it 15 years in August, I get a call from a chaplain who did not have to call us at all, and but my son convinced him to, and he called and he said, your son's having open heart surgery tomorrow, and he's having a valve replacement, which is very, very serious. It's the same surgery his dad had had. He said, we can't tell you where he is. We can't tell you anything about it. You can't be with him. I will call you tomorrow and let you know that he made it through surgery. Oh, that had to be rough. Oh my God. And because I had been through this with his dad, I knew the severity of it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, and that he's there by himself going through this. Right. And so the next day I sit and wait and nobody called and told us anything. We sat for 21 days and no one ever even told us if he made it through the surgery. And he finally got to a place where he got pen and paper and can mail us a letter to just say, I'm alive. Wow. Mm, That's a long way. Oh, and we begged and begged. Nobody would talk to us. They say, he's an adult. We'll call you if he dies. Wow. Yeah. And so we went through a lot of that. He got the, the new valve in August and I lost my dad November 4th, the same year, a week after I lost my dad, they called back and said that the MRSA had already destroyed my son's new heart valve, oh, that he wasn't yeah. going to make it. And they still were not letting us see him. We couldn't talk to him or anything. And it was like three more months before somebody finally said, okay, you can come spend four hours with him. Wow. So we drove to Nashville, spent four hours, I mean, walking out of that room and not knowing if you're ever going to see your child again. Mm-hmm. And we left and, and it was still, it was like six more months after that. And then they called and they said, he's got about three days left. You can come see him. And he was such a fighter. I mean, damn, he was stubborn. <laughs> he, he was stubborn. And, you know, they may say, hey, you're not going to make it very long. And he'd be like, mm-hmm, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was just something else. And, you know, and this went on and, and he was finally uh, in a, it's a prison hospital that was in Nashville. Mm-hmm. 
And there were so many people that was praying and we went from not seeing him at all. And then after lots of prayers and this warden's heart finally softened that they let us go in every single day if we wanted to and sit in his cell with him. So I went probably six more months that I would work all day long. I would leave, drive to Nashville. It's a three hour drive because you had to be there at a certain time to get in. And sometimes it would be like 10 o'clock Nashville time. By the time I got out of there, that's 11 o'clock Knoxville. I'd get home at one in the morning, yeah. sleep four hours, get up at 530 and go to work and do it all over again. Mm. We started fighting to get him furloughed. I'm sorry. I said, but I bet you wouldn't give up that time. No. And I tell you what, I mean, the circumstances, but I got hours and hours of uninterrupted conversations with my son with no cell phone. How many people this day and age get to talk to their child with no cell phone to distract them? Mm -hmm. Right. And I mean, we got to talk about everything. Um, He helped us plan his funeral. And one of the things that was so funny is that he had this sweatshirt. He loved Alice in Chains and he had this sweatshirt. He was adamant. He wanted to be buried in that. And I had searched and searched for it. And then he said, but he said, I want to wear the sweatshirt at the funeral. But before I'm actually buried, he said, I want to be like in an all black suit, like Johnny Cash. I said, honey, you're not Carrie Underwood, and this is not a concert. They don't do costume changes. <laughs> but he had so many interesting things, and he loved lime green. He'd always correct me. It's not green, Mom. It's lime green is my favorite color. And so we all wear lime green ribbons, and I always tell everybody, when you see that color, that's just to remind you that everybody has a story that led them to where they are. You know, it's not just some junkie out there. You have no idea, you know, some of them have been through abuse. I mean, it could be generations of it, of what led them there. Absolutely. um, But yeah, he was, oh man, he was something else. And we finally got him furloughed and he went to a nursing home and he was there a little less than three months. I mean, here he is. I mean, he's this good looking kid in the nursing home. The nurses loved him. I mean, he just had them eaten out of his hands. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but we got lots and lots of quality time. We got the chance to say everything you would want to say. And, and I've asked other parents that have lost kids. Do you think if you lost them and you weren't able to say what you wanted to, but they were just gone. But I got to say everything. But I watched him, you know, die a terrible death you know, a terrible, agonizing, just, you know, painful death. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's healed now. It, it, that's the part that haunts me the most is those, those times when he was just suffering so bad. Mm-hmm. But he's, he, he's healed now. And we had this cute little, I call it our love banter, we'd said from the time he was a little boy. And it occurred to me that I don't have this on my wall because everybody knows me. This is a big thing I say all the time. As I would always say to him, I'd say, I love you bigger than the sky. And he'd say, more than chocolate pie. And I'd say, bigger than the ocean. And he'd say, more than a secret potion. And then uh, more than a hot fudge Sunday. And then he'd say, on a very hot Monday. 
And so it just became, you know, it just got condensed down by the time he died that it was basically just, I love you bigger than the sky. Mm-hmm. And so I've done some shirts and, you know, I thought about doing some kind of shirts or something to sell and then donating the money to something because that was, that was our love banter. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. But he was a pretty amazing kid. Well, we'd be happy to promote whatever you, you put out there. I think you're a pretty amazing mom. Well, thank you. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, it was, it was, it was something. I mean, I lost him, but I got to have him. I got to have him for 31 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, people deal with grief in all sorts of different ways. And sometimes they just completely shut down and they don't know how to operate without that other person because they don't remember who they were or have the potential of who they could be without them. And so I think that what you are talking about is showing people a different way to live. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I like to tell the other people, I mean, because when I say something about him, everybody kind of gets this glazed overlook, like, oh no, she's going to talk about something uncomfortable. <laughs> and it, it makes me feel like I can't say anything. And I was like, you know, and I know people are at a loss for words. They don't know what to say. And to me, one of the worst things is, well, he's not suffering anymore. He's in heaven. And I mean, I finally, that was the stuff that I thought, I'm really going to punch somebody in the face for saying that. Mm-hmm. You know, the best thing is just say, I'm sorry. Or one of my taglines is, man, that sucks monkey nuts. I'm really sorry about that. Yeah. You know, or just say, tell me about it, you know. Just, just let the person talk about them, you know, because I know you don't know what else to say and you're not going to be able to say anything to make it better, but just acknowledge, you know, that they're wanting to talk about them, mm-hmm. you know, instead of shutting them down. Yeah. Good advice. Yeah. And spreading the, the story of the person who's not here anymore to say it for themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. Did his daughters get to spend any quality time with him? Um, They did. And, you know, it it was interesting because there were so many blessings throughout him dying. And, you know, one of them was because he was an addict, you know, there were some strained relationships there and stuff. And uh, there was a lot of uh, reunions and stuff, you know, between folks. And, you know, even I had one granddaughter that didn't even know who I was. Oh, you know, until this, her mom and, you know, her stepdad, I mean, they've just been wonderful about open everything up. And there, there were so many blessings about it. You know, his oldest two girls, I mean, they're amazing. He's got, they're 10, uh, 12 and 13, mm-hmm. Haley, Savannah and Harper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're pretty amazing girls. That's an important age to have their grandma too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Grammy Tam. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Yeah, doesn't bother me being Grammy at all. Um, I had actually, when I have two grandchildren, and when the first one was born, I decided I wanted to be Grammy with a capital G, like the award show, because I rock. There you go. Yep. <laughs> there you Neither go. Neither one of them called me Grammy, though. <laughs> I can't get it to stick. <laughs> the youngest one, when she's mad at me, I'm Graham Cracker. <laughs> cute <laughs> that's so cute but I don't mind being a grandma either of course I, I went ahead and let the white streak start growing out oh honey I need to I mean mine 
Yeah. My mom is 80 and she has, I think, four gray hairs. What? Wow. Yeah. And mine, if I let mine grow out, I would probably be whiteheaded. I, I mean, I don't know how I missed that. I, you know, I got the big hips and the big rear end from her, but no, not the, you know, not the lack of gray hair. I didn't get that. <laughs> my, my father's parents, um, my grandmother had all white hair and of course they were adults when I met them, but my grandfather at 86 had salt and pepper hair and about by 30, I had way more gray hair than my grandpa. But in now in hindsight, I realized I got her hair, not his. <laughs> and I guess she was all white at 30. So had I realized I got her hair, I probably wouldn't have started dyeing it to begin with. But yeah. my stylist tells me I'm 95% white under there. Ah. So very soon, each time I dye my hair, the, the white piece gets just a little bit bigger. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll call them experienced strands. It's not gray, they're experienced strands. But you know what? It doesn't even bother me that it's white. It does, it's only it's only the stripe that I have to go through as it's growing out. If I could just poof and it be all white, I wouldn't have a problem with it. Yeah. Yeah. So what is your favorite thing to do in that area? What is because we I think that we missed a big chunk of the city that we didn't know about until after we got home and researched more. So what is like, what is the best thing about that area? Well, I mean, we're only three miles long from end to end. So, <laughs> but I mean, we do have a festival about every weekend. Uh, I mean, my, the river is my favorite thing. Mm -hmm. I just, I, I mean, and I've already been in it several times. I just drag a chair out and sit right in the middle of the river. Mm -hmm. And just, we call it river sitting. And I mean, sometimes there may be 18 or 20 of us out there. You know, I said, it's cool that, you know, the river bitches, they show up with their <laughs> tubes and we hang out and then they float home. So <laughs> just untie the know. tube and let the river take her away. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So oh. the, ri the river is absolutely my favorite. Yeah, I did notice a rope swing down there that I, I was eyeballing. <laughs> you know, I went off the rope swing last year and I got this bright idea. I dared my husband and one of his friends, you know, I mean, you know how a man is. You say, I double dog dare you to do this. And of course they're going to. Mm -hmm. It didn't go so well for me. So I hadn't done it in probably 35 years and I don't have that upper body strength. To, to hold on to that bottom part of me anymore. So it didn't go so well, but man, it used to be fun as a kid. <laughs> well, that's pretty much what I thought when I was looking at it is all those videos where you see people hit the ground right before the water. <laughs> and I didn't that's want to be that person. That's kind of what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of the old Mountain Dew commercials, the, the very early Mountain Dew commercials. To, to share a video. Sorry, we, we glitched there for a minute. I missed what you said. Oh, I, I said, if we got enough sponsorship or something, I, I, I might be brave enough to share the video. Oh. <laughs> oh, she, 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 she tell us there was video evidence. <laughs> yeah. We'll save that for the Patreon. Yes. Uh, once we get the paid content. <laughs> that will be bonus, uh, bonus content for those folks. And the swinging bridge, you all made it to the swinging bridge, didn't yes. you? Mm -hmm. Yes. 
Yes. I was, um, as Rose said, I was researching once we got back um, about the area and, you know, I found out that there was that swinging bridge actually went to a resort that's no longer there. And um, the story I was reading was probably 10 years old, um, but they did actually mention your grandfather as well. I didn't realize that that was, you know, uh, the barefoot gentleman was your grandpa (laughs) when I was reading the story. So that's cute. Um, But yeah, I had no idea that there was once a resort there at the end of that swinging bridge. And I saw pictures of an old fireplace that used to be there. So I don't know if that's still visible in the area. Yeah, I think, well, you have to go up the holler to see it. So it's, yeah, it's not from the road, but, but yeah, that swinging bridge is probably my next favorite thing, you know, because it's always been there. And I mean, so many of my childhood hours were spent down there. You know, I mean, it's, it, I believe that's probably the first kiss I ever got was on that bridge. And it actually means so much to me that we had a friend that was a country music songwriter and he and I co-wrote a country song about the bridge. What? Yes, but he's one of the seven that I lost. So I don't know if anything will ever, ever happen with it. So I don't have any connections to try to sell it or anything. Do you have it recorded or is it just written? Well, it's written. He did do a demo of it. So there is a, there is a demo somewhere of it, but Mm. Well, if you want anything we can do to help you with getting that out, if you want it out, you just let us know. Yeah, that would be, oh my gosh, that would be, that would be awesome. But it was, it was, it was a great kind of uh, escape place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To go as a kid. And, you know, cause like I said, there's, you know, there's four other episodes of Jerry Springer stuff I could get into, but <laughs> save those. So, but, uh, but yeah, I do love that swinging bridge down there. I was very surprised at all of the side places that we went to that felt touristy like that. There was nobody there and there was, you know, thousands of people that came for this event, but they weren't interested in the things that made this a special place. Well, there is another swinging bridge further up in towns and it was closer to where the event was. You know, and that's what we say. We're we're kind of on the uh, the outskirts of town, so we don't get as much of the tourist traffic down here, which is fine with me. Mm-hmm. So, but you might have at one of the other the other bridge. You know, there might have been more activity there. So it was there by. Did you discover the Abbey? Yes. Yeah, we we wah, did not wah. have a pleasant experience at the Abbey. Ah. Uh, <laughs> well. I don't know if you saw the sign. The Abbey used to be a wedding chapel Mm -hmm. and now it's a beer joint. So I assumed that somebody thought that beer was more profitable than love was. Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah, it's a cool, it's a cool atmosphere. And, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of things up here as tourists, you know, there are, it's a lot of burgers and hot dogs and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. I hate you you didn't have a good quality cheese. I'm sorry. You said you need some quality cheese though. Forget those hot dogs. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> You'd like to insert a plug for anyone now you could. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. So REO cheese wagon. So Tina is, she's amazing. She's just, a, she's prettier than sunshine. She's just amazing. And she has these special sandwiches like 
she has an it's truly an award-winning sandwich blackberry smoke that is actually named after her favorite band blackberry smoke okay but it is blackberry jam smoked gouda and benton's bacon which is kind of a a local really good high-end bacon Mm -hmm. but yes ario cheese wagon if you can ever find her anywhere and she's just absolutely amazing well, we're hoping that she will be a guest uh, soon as well. And we are working on a festival of our own. More details to come. Um, but we're after, so excited. <laughs> <laughs> but after, uh, you know, our experience in Townsend with the Bigfoot Festival, we realized we too can put on a festival. <laughs> you don't even have to have information. Just something cool <laughs> people will show up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is super cool. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. I'm in. I'm in. So good. <laughs> That's what we like to hear. So yeah, we'll we'll uh, off mic. We'll we'll tell you some more about that. But we do know that there is a mustachio and beard festival. So yeah. you are going to have other hairy critters in town this weekend. Smoky Mountain Beard and Stash Festival. Really, that's a new one to me. <laughs> I don't. What is it with your area that wants to tell us people in central Ohio what's going on, but not the folks down the road? That makes no sense to me. Uh, well, I guess they figure you are the ones that's going to come spend your money and do this. So I don't know. That is kind of bizarre. Yeah. Well, it's happening. Yeah. I think it's this coming weekend, if I remember correctly. A beard and yes, festival. Stash. Smoky mm-hmm. Mountain Beard and Stash Festival. Beard. That's a new one. I mean, we have grits and grains. But the beard and stash, huh? I mean, who doesn't love a bearded man? But I prefer bearded women, not yeah, bearded women, not so much. (laughs) We hear that you and your group of friends are very, very close knit and like to have fun just like us. So maybe we can come together and meet up all of us sometime in some very bizarre thing. So we'll be on the lookout for some strange festival. You be on the lookout for some strange thing that looks like fun and let's just meet up. Oh, I'm totally in. Totally. <laughs> if you can find me a gnome festival. Write <gasps> that down. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a little obsessed with the gnomes now. So, well, I bought a gnome on our trip for my daughter-in-law because she collects gnomes as well. And the night before we met you, we went down to one of the um, local, what is it? The antique, antique places. Shops, yeah. And I took my picture with like a three foot gnome. <gasps> That's fantastic. He's $450 or he would have been in my trunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. I love the gnomes. Love them, love them, love them. You all got to meet Moonshine Habershack. Yes. We were quite honored to meet him. Yeah. My personal, personal gnome. So yeah. Hey, he's bearded. I could take him to the beard festival. You You could. could. And what's the story behind him? Moonshine Habershack is a word that, or or two words that came to me a couple years ago. It's I don't sleep. And then you have these creative brains that just don't turn off. And I just thought it was the coolest thing. And I said, one of these days, I'm going to name something that. So it hasn't turned out that I've gotten a dog or anything. And then I thought, well, you know, maybe Moonshine Habershack is just like a way of life more than, you know, maybe it's bigger than just one thing. Mm -hmm. And then I had uh, my friend Carol Blickensdorfer, 
if you're listening, Carol, she started making gnomes at Christmas. And I was like, they were like the little tiny gnomes, but I was like, that's what I want. And so I commissioned her to make me the biggest gnome she could for a budget I gave her. And I said, he is going to be my river house protector. This is his name, Moonshine Habershack. He has to fit the name, you know, so she created this amazing gnome for me. So, but Moonshine is going to, he's, he, he probably is going to have his own social media coming soon because he's got, he's got a full life coming. Okay. He's got, oh yeah, he's got a, he's, he's got his eye on a local girl up here. So we'll see how the courtship goes and everything. So, well, we traveled seven hours to attend a Sasquatch wedding. We would definitely do the same for Moonshine and his little lady if they end up getting together. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it, or it could be, I mean, Judy, I have a, I have a blow up doll that, you know, named Judy that's going to be that I'm going to leave here. Like when I'm not here that she stands in the window and she's going to be with me everywhere in the river this summer. She's going to float with me, everything. We're going to put a bathing suit on her. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we need a little person to go with us. Now. I mean, we do, we have my Smurf that travels with us. So we do have a little person that goes with us, but no one would. I want a doll now. <laughs> People don't look so, at me weird enough for my, my Smurf. So I t- this, this doll popped up somehow. I know how Amazon suggests things for you. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So Amazon suggested one day that I needed this blow up doll named Judy. <laughs> and, and, and it's funny because Judy is kind of an arch nemesis name of mine. That's another whole story. But she had on you know, the blue eyeshadow and everything. And so I was like, oh, Judy's only $16. I was like, my friend Tina needs her. I mean, <laughs> who would you to go to your mailbox and have a blow up doll in your mailbox? I mean, would that not make your just whole year? <laughs> So I put Judy in my cart and I kind of forgot about she was there. And this past Valentine's Day, I wanted an air fryer. And I told my husband and he's normally like, well, just go get, I said, "Uh, uh-uh, no, I want an air fryer. I want you to research it. I want it to make its way into the house without any effort from me whatsoever. I did tell him a brand I wanted. And so he called one day in a panic and it was just, I was like, what is wrong? He's, I'm not good with technology. I told you that. He said, I went on Amazon and I was trying to order your air fryer. And I think I bought you a blow up dog. <laughs> and he was just beside himself. So then of course I had to call Tina and say, Hey, do you want to hear a story about you and my husband and a blow up dog? <laughs> And so Judy just kept taking on, you know, more life. So, so now at, at what point did you tell him that you put it in the cart or does he still think he bought it? Oh, no, I, I went and double checked. I said, no, you did not find it. And he's like, why do you, why do you have that in your cart? <laughs> it's for Tina. And he's like, oh, that explains it. <laughs> I just love it that that was a good enough answer. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Do we have permission to post the picture of moonshine that I took while at your place? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> yes. Good. We will yes. do that. <laughs> Which, I mean, I don't know if, if, you know, this other girl up here, she didn't watch it. Judy may, she may end up putting the moves on moonshine. Can you imagine what that duo would look like? So I have to say, I did my homework on you all. Oh, oh no. <laughs> 
Yeah. So, okay. If I'm going on, I need to, I need to listen to a couple of past episodes just to kind of see what I'm getting into. The first one I chose uh, was discussing members. <laughs> doesn't narrow it down a lot. <laughs> and I have to tell you, there was one you were describing, and it reminds me of an old comedian that referred to it as a cheese wheel. <laughs> I, don't I don't remember either. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> We're talking about way too much stuff. I know. <laughs> I think I loved him even more. <laughs> Can you give us more context on that? So yeah, we figured this one out. <laughs> well, it was it was just grabbing something that was it was very round but short. Oh, oh okay. okay. <laughs> it was a conversation with my son. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. And, and it was a new word to look up. Yeah. yeah, showed. Yeah. That was it. I remember yeah. it. I don't remember the long pencil dick, um, <laughs> what he called that one, because I didn't know that either. But yeah, so I mean, I literally like just closed my eyes and just picked one to listen to. And that was the one I got. Congratulations. <laughs> See, now you know that me and my son talk about just about everything. He just turned 30s. Yeah, the more you know. Yeah, we have, if, if we just recorded conversations that I had with my children oh, wow. or, or my parents, that'd be a whole show in itself. The one that I posted this week, uh, last week, we were just kind of like spent and exhausted. And so when I was editing it this weekend and I put in our practice squatch calls and our squatch competition, I'm laughing all night. I have, we have both grown in this and that, the, that episode, it, 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 they weren't good squatch calls. And I mean, we were kind of proud of ourselves at the time, but going back and listening to it, I'm like, whoa, we were kind of a mess. Please go ahead and just put that up for the laughter. <laughs> we're stepping all kinds out of our comfort zone. She was texting me and I said, I just got done editing the episodes. We are idiots. <laughs> but that's what I love about you. You're so real. So speaking of what you just said about uh, recording conversations with your kids or your parents, my mom is very hard of hearing and I am too. I'm almost legally deaf. I have a hearing aid. And so, and then also because you all be here for the Sasquatch Festival. So on Friday, I'm trying to tell her, she's like, what are you doing tomorrow? And I said, I'm going to the Sasquatch Festival. What? You're going to what? And she kept going, I said, Sasquatch, you're going to a crotch scratch festival. <laughs> no, mom, I think that happens at the health department. That's not the one in Townsend. That's another one. <laughs> okay. So since you mentioned crotch. <laughs> I found a testicle festival we might be going to this weekend. Turkeys. Wait, what is turkey? <laughs> I think it's all kinds of critters, isn't it? I, I thought it was turkey. That's what I got. Maybe I'm making that up. Okay, this is another one that had zero information other than the testicle festival. And it said something about deep fried critter balls. And I'm like, we got to go. I'm not eating that. I'll put it in my mouth. It's deep fried. It can't get, you know, mm. can't get you that sick, right? 
So now we have to go on Amazon and find different balls. Like, yeah, I think we need tiny ones. I don't know that it's not, I don't know that it's that necessary. We could just get the little pom-poms, like, you know, the craft ones. Oh, we'll, that's true. We'll say that they're from um, the critters in Sesame Street because they're all like crayon colors. <laughs> yeah, the M&M wow. characters. They could be their balls. But the squash balls too. The squash balls are taking on a life of their own though. I'm getting videos now from where they're showing up. <laughs> they're traveling around the traveling squash I've got a traveling mm -hmm. ball that is... Uh, is currently in Connecticut and was in Pennsylvania. I have video of it traveling through Pennsylvania. And we have one that we're going to send to you with, with a couple other things as well. So I, say, I have a birthday coming up. So if you can send me a pair of squatch balls, I promise they will <laughs> hang from my rearview mirror. <laughs> Some random questions that we just like to ask people based on our show. And I want to know your thoughts on Canada. Um, it's above us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. You're right. Okay. What is your favorite cookie? Uh, chocolate chip. I had for dinner tonight, chocolate chip cookie dough. Oh, that's a beautiful dinner. That was the last thing I ate last night was <laughs> raw cookie dough. I knew I liked her. <laughs> She'll have stuff that we can eat in the fridge too when we come. Oh down. my goodness, yes. <laughs> uh, what are what are the other questions I don't even know we're, so we're very organized as you can see we we really just like to wing it those are the best that is the best yep best laid plans go right down the toilet but winging it seems to work <laughs> exactly I do have a funny I have a funny story though okay based on what you had said about your mom so my mom is also hard of hearing and my father has got some sores on his legs. He's diabetic and has some circulation issues. So in between the nurses, I go in every couple of days and change his bandages, you know, so we kind of have down a routine. I have to put this stuff on him that kind of leaves my fingers sticky. So my mom, you know, hands me tape when I tape up the gauze so I can tape up the gauze. So we had forgotten to get the tape, you know, when we had everything laid out. And so I said, mom, I need the tape. And I'm holding this gauze on my dad's leg. So she turns around and we can't find the tape in the tape dispenser. Just there's two loose ones, but not the one in the dispenser. So she's kind of looking around and I said, eh, just forget it. We'll just rip it off. So we do that. Not two minutes later, she says, do you want to roll a tape in a dispenser? And I was for your house. And I said, not necessarily. I'm okay. You know, I've got tape at home. And she goes, but do you want one with the dispenser? We have plenty. And me and my dad look at each other because she was just looking for this tape in a dispenser. And then she proceeds to open a box that is full of them. There's like a dozen of them in this box. But two minutes earlier, she couldn't find the one she needed. So me and my dad just stared at each other. It's pretty funny. Oh my God. We, yeah. We need to do like Fridays with Frank or something. My dad was a hoarder and he bought multiples of everything. So, I mean, he's, he, he's a whole, he was a whole episode himself. Yeah. Yeah. I have to tell you how he, he fell in love with a transvestite and uh, yeah, he had a lot of, he had Alzheimer's and cancer, but he was a handful. Oh my. Here, evidently we've only scratched the surface of the stories. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. There will be more. You will be back. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole other story. <laughs> I think I need to hear. <laughs> I think I need to hear that too. <laughs> I think that one with a cocktail. Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> what is your favorite cocktail? Do you drink? Maybe you don't drink. You know, I, I tell you, it's one of the things I think Jesus did for me going through this to keep me from being an alcoholic is that I get a terrible headache. But yeah, I, I do love the, I love the taste of beer. I don't like the feeling of being out of control. Mm-hmm. That's um, nice. <laughs> I, I mean, I, and especially being up here on the river, you know, I do like to have maybe two beers or something. But other than that, I get terrible headaches and I can't do anymore. The river bitches, they tasked me with coming up with an official drink for us here. And so I have come up with one that I make for them called the Sunshine Crippler that has left some scarring, you know, from them falling down the stairs. So <laughs> we'll make you a Sunshine Crippler. Ooh. I'm excited. I am a former bartender and there is a drink that I made that sounds ridiculous and it is so freaking good. It is bubblegum schnapps, orange juice, and a splash of grenadine. Oh my God. I know it sounds horrible. It's delicious. She's never made the dangerous ones because they don't taste like alcohol. Yeah. It's, it is so good. It is so good. 15 years later, I've never heard of this or had this drink. We can have a mixology class when you come. <laughs> well, and we did get, you know, a whole bunch of more liquor while we were down in Gatlinburg. That I haven't got my cherries yet, but whatever. I okay. did offer to go home and pick up the liquor that I forgot. <sighs> so um, tell us about the river bitches, please. Um, so there are four of us. Uh, one is a rider and she's so clever. She's so clever. I, I, I would want to have you come on, have her come on just to tell you her birds and the bees talk with her son. It's the most clever thing I've ever heard in my life. It needs to be just recorded to just pass around. But yes, that's that's Jody. We definitely need to get Jody on. Okay. Uh, then we have Jamie is a teacher. And uh, then we have Nikki that's a sexual assault counselor. And so we are all within four years of each other. Like mm-hmm. one turned 50 this year. I turned 50 next year. And then, you know, so on and so forth. So they are, they are wonderful. We're kind of a tight knit group. And so, but yes, they are. You would love them. You would love them. But yes, we got, we've got to get Jody on here. Yes. Yeah, I am not great at writing. And so I was actually listening to a bunch of content creation sort of things this weekend and a writer was on my radar. So I am very interested in talking with Jody. Oh, yeah. yeah, she would she would love it. Great. Have you let her know about us? Oh yeah, we talked about you last night. Okay. okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because I messed up the time or the day. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to learn to roll with it with us. Yeah. And we exactly. you, exactly. you did. <laughs> but absolutely, whenever you need bailed out, I, I got you. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. But you know, they say the closest friends are going to be sitting right there beside you anyway. Yeah. So, so yeah. I, I am a minister, you know, just know that I, I can come and be clergy for you and maybe soften the judge for you as well. And, you know, I, I can help out people. I, I'm a very unsuspecting sort of person. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. You know, it's on my bucket list to marry somebody. 
Oh, I'm the same kind of minister that Lady Gaga is. I, it's $25. <laughs> really, you can do it. <laughs> like, the, like, the, like Joey from Friends, the internet ordained yeah, minister. Yeah. 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 So see, that's what I wanted to do, but I don't think you can go online anymore. And then he got to wear the Indian headdress and marry somebody. So I want to wear an Indian headdress and do an interpretive dance and marry somebody on the bucket list. Yeah. You can absolutely still go online and do it. And it looks like super pro. Yes. Yes. (laughs) We have someone else that um, is a caterer and we've discussed that we would love to you know, have some sort of unique wedding situation that, you know, she could officiate and they can cater. And so hopefully we'll get something like that in the works at some point. Of course, 2020 with COVID that kind of yeah. squashed a whole lot of stuff. But it, it is a joy for me. And the reason why I, I got the ministerial thing for two reasons. The first reason is I, I for real, I am a life coach and you can't touch people and embrace them as a life coach when they need support, but you can if you're clergy and a minister. So that's one reason why oh. I did it. Um, just to, it's a legal protection sort of thing. And then I want to do big, fabulous theme weddings. Like I, I want to buy a building. I have a friend that knows prop houses that we could just order in like your Vegas weekend, you know, the big dice and everything or pirates or whatever it is. And just like change the event and how, whatever fashion needed. And then I get to dress up and be crazy and, you know, whatever she does. <laughs> So should I go ahead and get on your books for Moonshine's wedding? Yeah. How do you feel about marrying gnomes? I, I'm down. Yeah. Well, if he marries another gnome. If he marries Judy, then they might, maybe not. Oh, well, we, no, 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 we'd still no. be down, but I'm just I, saying it's not necessarily gnomes. Let's, yeah. let's okay. not. It's his choice. Yes. It's Moonshine's choice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although I feel like Judy may be a homewrecker and try to come in if he gets a little gnome wife anyway. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she's she's full of hot air, so she's just. <laughs> I love uh, do you have anything else that you would like to share with our listeners? Any parting thoughts on life or reflections? I just want to say, I truly believe it was a blessing that you all wandered into my yard that day. Agreed. And I mean, I've told everybody, I was like, I just, I, I can't believe this. I was like so excited. And I was like, they came into my yard. What are the odds of that? It was just, <laughs> I mean, you all are just wonderful. And so I've been telling everybody about it. I've been sending, you know, sending them little clips to your stuff. I mean, not the other one. So, I mean, <laughs> don't want that to be the first impression, but I wanted to think that's what all you're, you're just all about that. But mm-hmm. I mean, you all are just fantastic. You're real. I mean, you are living my dream. Mm. So you're about to come along with us. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We felt the same way. We were like overjoyed. And if that woman would have given good directions and we drove down that road, we would have never met you or your neighbors and hear the story about the bear. Like there's so much that just that little walk to the bridge, we would have never, we would have never felt so much love. And I'm so thankful. Oh, I am too. (laughs) I am too. So this is, this is the beginning of a lifelong friendship. I think so too. I agree. So, wow. (laughs) 
There was so much in all of that. There was. Uh, So that is Tammy Tampa. Her blog, you should definitely check out. She sent us a couple links after we recorded. And the first one was incredibly sad about her son. And then there was one about putting on, she didn't say Spanx, but I would say Spanx, that was hysterical. So (laughs) please, there's a range there. You'll laugh, you'll cry, and it just expands your heart. The website is handedalemon or pickedalemon.blogspot.com, and I will put that in the show notes. Zoom is a little awkward when we record because we can see each other, and but sometimes there's a delay and we kind of talk over each other inadvertently, and it's like a little traffic accident with words that happens. <laughs> I hope that you can just roll with us. We did not intentionally cut her off or, you know, talk over her. And that's just us learning how to roll with things. Well, I got to thinking that maybe we need some sort of hand signals or maybe like a little stop sign we put up to let our guests know that me especially am about to open my mouth and and things, stupid things are going to come out. Sometimes you need a warning. (laughs) Yes. In particular, I was trying to, you know, I was trying to talk to her or trying to interject or make a comment or a question. And like you said, there was a delay. And so I just felt that I was being rude and talking over her. And then she would stop and then I would stop. And as you said, it was kind of like a traffic accident. So, yeah, usually I'm a train wreck. (laughs) (laughs) There was no wreckage. There was no wreckage. That's good. But her blog is great. Check her out on Facebook to she is just love in a little bundle and the message that i think was the best to hear is to not judge people you know as you see them judge them with your heart and know that if they're in a state of what could be considered you know bad or wrong or whatever you know there there was a path that led them there and you know, yes, everybody has choice and control to some degree, but sometimes shit just happens. And sometimes you just can't control it anymore. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just have to have an outlet or a breakdown. That doesn't mean that you're a bad person or a weak person. Sometimes you just have to do a reset. Yeah. Um, we will be talking to Tammy and hopefully more of her friends soon. We're kind of excited. We're already making plans to go back. We're looking for reasons to go back to Tennessee. <laughs> oh, and we got some things cooking for sure. Oh, <laughs> that was a hint. <laughs> Uh, check us out again next week if you would like to email us if you have a message for tammy and you can't get a hold of her anyway we will forward a message to her so you can email us at hello that is hello at brightsideofcrazy.com or rose at brightsideofcrazy.com or barbara at brightsideofcrazy.com And we just want to say thanks again to Tammy. And we hope you will all come on back next week when we talk about testicles. Yum. (laughs) Bye.